Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert, who's sporting his Boston t-shirt today. Yeah, yeah, I love that band. Um, I got this at a Cracker Barrel in Tennessee. (laughs) True story. Random, but I was just in the Cracker Barrel, and you know they have that little store that you have to get through before you go into the restaurant. And uh, they had this shirt there, and I went, oh, I got to have that. Got to have that. Love Boston, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, So um, before we get today's great guest and interview, Mm -hmm. a real quick shout out to Bruce at Hypebot and Bands in Town. Thank you so much for everything you do to support us weekend and week out. And of course, to our sponsors, thank you so much to Banzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Banzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Banzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around. It's easy for you to say. Yeah, exactly. From weekend warriors to Grammy winners. You'd think I'd have this memorized. Oh, please. (laughs) All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, live tech support from their musician-friendly teams seven days a week. So we got together with Banzoogle and put together a great offer for our listeners. Head over to Banzoogle.com, register, try it for free for 30 days. And when you register, make sure you use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, and you will get 15% off first year of any subscription and of course thank you to discmakers.com we know it's a digital world but there's still an important role for physical media for today's musicians digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like cd vinyl t-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator for every cd you sell at a gig you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money and that's a lot of streams Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So once again, we got together with Disc Makers, put together a great little offer for all of our listeners out there. Place an order at discmakers.com for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you will save up to... $150 $150 in shipping costs. Uh, Jay, who do we have joining us this oh, week? You're, you're in for a, a great time today. We have Josh Simons. He's a co-founder of this really cool new platform. Well, it's not new. It's been around a little while called Vampr, V-A-M-P-R. It's, uh, as, as it's been described, it's sort of like LinkedIn, meets Fiverr for musicians and the artist community. Um, Think of it as a great networking tool to find musicians to work with, to find people to fill holes in your team, 
to find whatever services you might need. Plus, they do offer distribution and they offer publishing slash sync license. That's right. So um, a lot of great useful services. Um, listen to this interview with Josh and we'll see you at the end. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Today we're joined by Josh Simons, co-founder of Vamper. It's a platform to help musicians discover and connect with like-minded collaborators and a heck of a lot more from what I've been reading. Josh, um, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. It's an absolute pleasure to uh, get to chat to the both of you today. Yeah, so I... I've been looking at the website and looking at all the different things that Vamper does, and it sounds really exciting. Tell us about how did this kind of come together? How long have you been doing it? Because it seems like this would be the perfect platform to help people collaborate during the pandemic. But I imagine that you had this idea and were launching prior to that. Yeah, we we sort of, we well, we incorporated the business in 2015 but we didn't really formally launch the thing in a big way until about february 2017 um there's a lot of development work and stuff in between um and yes to be fair the pandemic definitely helped the business uh, we saw um i guess an uptick in the amount of people using it um ha having said that we've actually relaunched the whole brand and the, the platform since the pandemic and I, I really wish that the what's available today was available back then because it, it's just such a sturdier platform now. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the idea came about, uh, I, I was in a band um, in Australia that was quite successful in Australia and, and virtually nowhere else. And, um, and uh, I, I, I sort of, after a five-year run of national tours and, you know, playing on TV and playing on the radio and all that stuff, I went and tried to reproduce that same success in England, in London, and a bigger market, basically a market about twice the size, thinking, you know, it made that would be a good economical decision for my personal. Sure. And uh, it just didn't quite happen that way. And it wasn't, you know, because of lack of talent or ambition or anything. It was because I didn't have a team. I didn't have the band with me. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager. I didn't know the scene. And I didn't have the money to sit around and learn um, how to navigate a new scene. I'd already done that for the last five years, right? I couldn't yeah. by another five years. So it kind of occurred to me at that point that, you know, technology has been incredible at solving problems with people like distribution, publishing, building a fan base, but it hadn't solved the problem of really the earliest and most in sort of, I guess, foundational problem of how do you find people, you know, just, <laughs> so it's kind of an unsexy problem in many respects, because it's the first step, but it's a, critical step. And so I went about asking people, how long did it take you to get your career started? In almost every case, people would say sort of between five and 10 years, it took me to build the team that was life-changing. Um, and we're like, okay, so how can we take that five to 10 year thing and change that to five to 10 minutes? And that was the genesis of the company. So, so give us, give the listeners who aren't familiar with Vamper, yeah. the, the five minute pitch of what it what what does it provide what does it do why do you need to use this sure so i mean these days as you pointed out at the, at the top i mean we do offer a suite of things from distribution to publishing services etc but fundamentally at, at our core we are a platform 
to help people solve their personnel problems. What does this mean? That could be a drummer needing to find a band. It could be an agent looking for a new singer songwriter. It could be a lighting person looking for a community of roadies, or, or it could just be a fan looking to discover new music in their area. It's anyone looking for anything in this music ecosystem, this beautifully large, wickedly complex music ecosystem that we all love so much. Um, Vampa is about connecting the dots in in that uh, ecosystem and sort of, I guess, uh, giving people a, a portal to connect through. Uh, so, I mean, you know, the one second pitch would be LinkedIn for the music industry, which is... Uh, and, I like and, that. And, and yeah, that's kind of what I want to... Because, you know, we've got listeners who brand new, they've not been in the industry, and we've got listeners who've been experienced around forever. But we know that in general, consumers are like, okay, what what is this like? What can I what can I match this up to? And as you're explaining this, I'm like, well, is an artist going to come back to me and go, well, Mike, isn't this just Facebook? Is this another social network that I now need to build a new profile? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why it's not like Facebook. And, and also to your point, do I need to build another profile as an artist? I sympathize with that. And I'll, I'll get to that second. To the, to the first point, you cannot go on to Facebook and in the search bar type, show me a drummer in Connecticut who likes Tyler, the creator and Pink Floyd, whereas on Vampy you can, and you'll get, gotcha. you'll get tens of thousands of results. So there's just, there's no other platform in the world that does that simply. That's no, no hyperbole there. That is just a fact. Um, as to, you know, the burden of having to manage yet another social media profile, we consciously, when you set up your Vampa profile, allow you to pull in elements from all of your major social networks, from Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Vimeo, YouTube, um, Instagram. Um, we allow folks to pull in all of their assets so that they don't have to waste time to upload things again, so that when they get views on their content through Vampa, it's counting towards their views on the bigger platforms. So it, help overly, it helps them on two places at once. I'm always making product decisions from the perspective as an artist because I'm an artist first. Um, and that is core to our, our business, as is my co-founder. He's far more successful artist, um, lead uh, guitarist and songwriter of Hunters and Collectors, very large Australian band. Sure, sure. And so, you know, we make decisions as artists. Obviously, we factor in commerce too because we have shareholders um, and we are a for-profit company at the end of the day. But we do make decisions thinking about what annoyed us, you know, through the lens of what annoyed us when, when we were actively touring and um, working the scene. So yeah, I, I wish... I, I, go, go, go ahead, ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, I wish I had this back when I was uh, touring around in bands because the point you're making is... It's so important that when you're in a developing band, you need not only bandmates, but you may need help with recording or help with sync licensing or help with a publicist. Or There's so many different ways. And you know how this business is. It's about relationships. And I think the way that I see Vamper, and correct me if you see it differently, is it really helps facilitate those relationships a lot more quickly. And I love your analogy or comparison to kind of a, a LinkedIn uh, for musicians. Um, one of the areas besides just the collaboration part, which I think is if that was all that you did, that is very valuable and amazing. And I, and I love that. But I noticed you had some things like, you know, Vamper Publishing and where you got into um, sync licensing. And, and for those that don't know, you know, that's basically getting your music into film, TV, games, you know, places. 
And it's so crucial today uh, for that. Can you speak a little bit about some of the other things that you your company does, like publishing and even distribution? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Publishing is a relatively new thing for us, but that was born out of a, a fantastic brainstorm session that we had in about December 2019. And we we were we knew we were about to rebrand in about 10 months' time and we'd just raised some money and we finally were able to start building the team again. It was a very exciting period. And we took a step back for a minute and we said, what's our biggest asset? And we said, at the time, I think we had about half a million users. Now we've got about 1.1 million. But um, we looked at the size of the user base and we said, what, yeah, what is, what's our biggest asset? It's the size, it's the sheer size of it. And what do they all have in most cases, except there's, there's exceptions to this rule, by the way, but 97% of them, have IP that is unrepresented because we we speak to primarily people at the earlier stages of their career. People in the later stages of their career already have a network. They're less yeah, developing artists, DIY. Exactly. And so we thought, okay, there's an opportunity there. Um, you know, we looked at what companies like Song Trader are doing with building massive catalogs and to a different extent, hypnosis, but that same strategy of sort of amassing catalog. And we thought, let's let's try and have a crack at this. So we launched Vamper Publishing, which it, it's a very different kind of uh, sync service than anything else you'll find online. The impetus is on us to get a sync for the artist. And until we, in, well, we don't trigger any kind of publishing relationship with the artist until we actually land them a sync. And yeah. that's, you know, again, the onus on us um, to get a result. And once we make you money, then we take our cut. And even then it's a pretty small cut relative to other services out there. Right. The publishing and, and for the first, I think we've only been doing it for 14 months, but for the first 14 months or so, um, we've focused solely on building catalog and, and working out our A&R process, which we underestimated how complicated that would be. We thought we'd build a catalog <laughs> in a few months and go straight to market. Um, we've built, we built a very fast catalog. We are at 50,000 songs and counting now. Nice. And it's growing at 14% month over month, which is crazy. Um, so it's exponentially growing. But um, sorting that catalog is only something we've just got our hand on. We've finally sort of gotten through most of it. We've, we've had to use a combination of humans and technology to sort through the quality. Um, tag, sure. Get the metadata correct, speak with the artists that we're sort of keen to work with directly. And so now we're finally in a position to, to take this to market. And we've just signed an agreement with a, a Los Angeles company that'll be repping us exclusively for landing these sinks. But um, that's, as I say, that's a new side of the business. Distribution has been around with a, a little bit longer. We've been doing that ever since we launched Vampa Pro, which is our premium product. Um, it's basically a, a version of Vampa that gives you more control, more options to connect, uh, more connection requests per day. Um, about 3% of our users sign up to Vampa Pro. Excuse me. And um, yeah. distribution was originally part of that service. Um, and we passed through 100% of royalties. So um, oh, wow. service was $4 a month, you know, it's the price of a coffee. Um, distribution, we didn't feel the need to keep royalties from someone already paying us. Um, what we've recently done, I think only a couple of months ago, is open up distribution to every user on Vampa. Um, but if you're not a paying member, we'll take a, a small cut. And so um, that's been really popular because I think that makes us only the second company in the world next to Amuse who actually offer completely free distribution. And, and is that digital globally? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are are the all the various services that you offer? Is it a la carte? 
meaning as a as an artist i could come in and just use the networking and i don't have to worry about publishing and distribution or i could just use the distribution and not deal with all the networking and everything else. So it's pick or choose, pick and choose, Absolutely. right? Absolutely a la carte. And we have plenty of people who come in for just one little piece and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of, if I'm a subscriber and I'm a collaborator and I'm getting into it, what kind of data, is there a dashboard? Is there some kind of data that you share with me? Um, how does that work? So on the publishing side, there's a very basic publishing dashboard um, inside the app itself. Uh, we're, we're actually in the process of revamping that, pardon the pun. Um, it just, <laughs> it, it's very, um, it's just a bit too basic right now if I'm being you know, brutally self-honest. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so we're in the process of revamping that and making that better. But on the, on the distribution side, you get what you get on any of them. I mean, distribution platforms are a dime a dozen these days. We all do the same thing at the end of the day. We, we tell you your trend insights as to you know, what royalties are probably coming in three months' time. Then we tell you what actual royalties have landed. Um, yeah, we show you where the money's coming from. Ours is not the prettiest distribution service, but it's it's cheap. So you know, sure. you know what you pay for. Um, but it's functionally as good as TuneCore CD Baby, and it's significantly cheaper. Um, so yeah, that's I mean that's what you get. As far as you know, on the networking side of things, we do send out. Um, emails, uh, I think I think they're monthly, it could be bi-weekly, that give you insights as to who's been looking at your profile, which is really valuable information. Um, and eventually we'll probably build out a dashboard in the app called like a section called analytics that'll actually give you a really thorough look at like where is your music resonating, what kind of people are looking at you, because that informs what kind of business decisions you can make for yourself. So those are some of the things probably in the pipeline. Um, but yeah, on certainly on the the side of it that is all about making money like distribution and publishing you get a pretty good visibility yeah yeah so what kind of people are on vamper i mean i i can see musicians uh, would be an obvious one people who want to collaborate with other musicians whether that's virtually or in person right um i can see uh other players in the business maybe managers maybe a and r people um sync licensing people what kind of what kind of people are on the platform and how do they use it um that's a great question and i think i might surprise you when i answer there's twenty thousand different types of skills on the platform wow and originally there was about you know four or five like the bass player the drummer the singer the producer maybe that i can't even remember the original ones i think there was manager and that's grown a lot and um, so we started expanding that category by category based on demand so people would reach out like agents for example and say well this would be a good way for us to communicate with bands but there's no category for us to identify as and so we added age and after enough people got in touch and so it went until we had about 50 categories and then we said this isn't scalable um we need to find a better way of doing this and so we started to allow users to enter their own skill type um, ah. Once we opened those floodgates, we, it just kind of exploded. And so, yeah, look, I mean, having said that, thank you. Um, there is uh, more than, well, whilst there's 27,000 categories, it, it still boils down to a few 
significant ones as you would expect and let's i mean let's talk macro categories so you've got musicians then you've got service people which i would say you know like your graphic designers mastering engineers uh, basically people who offer services um, and then you've got your sort of management side and your a and r folks and all of that they're all fairly evenly weighted frankly like i think the third largest category in the app is actually managers which has always baffled us but it's it is what it is and it does make sense you know they're there to scout for talent um, and the or to find people to collaborate with their talent. Yeah, like yesterday, I had I won't say who, but I had a meeting with you know one of the bigger managers in the world, um, and I, I blew my mind to know that yeah, his two of his quite successful producer um, art well producers so use the platform to find talent, and they wanted to see if we could give them a bit more insight as to you know who was popping, so that they could reach out to them and sign them ultimately, and uh, we. Can't quite do that because of privacy reasons. And I had, yeah. to, explain, I had to explain that delicately, but um, because you're talking to someone that's, you know, quite in, quite yeah. in the industry, but um, it's, yeah, you're exactly right. People use it to look for new stuff, new, new, I guess, unsigned, unearthed. Yeah. It's like a LinkedIn slash almost like a Fiverr, you know, for, for the music industry, you know, where you can really find those things that you need. It's funny that you say that because let's think about the difference between LinkedIn and Fiverr. One of them is about a, a relationship, a work relationship, and relationship implies something that's going to last for a long time and it's something that you nurture, et cetera. Fiverr is like the gig, a gig economy where you're paying for a one-off service and you don't really give a crap about the relationship. Um, so what we notice on Vampa when we do um, neuroanalysis of what people are discussing, so we don't read anyone's messages, but we can do a macro neuroanalysis of words that people use, it's clear to us that people are using Vampa to transact. So you've got, I don't know the percentage, but let's say 50% of people are there to build genuine relationships and, you know, the Johns finding their Pauls, for example, right? But then the other 50% yeah. are on there going, I just, I make beats. If you want my beat, you can have it for 80 bucks. And the thing is, and we've seen this a lot because we get emails about it, people can get ripped off in those situations. And so one thing that Vampa doesn't do yet is offer a way for people to transact directly in app in a safe way where we hold the funds in escrow until the job is marked as complete and then we release the funds. So on that note, we are actually working very, very hard and fast to bring that to market by hopefully July. Um, and that is, we're calling it marketplace. And that is our attempt to kind of bridge the gap a little bit between LinkedIn and Fiverr and, and, and recognize um, as hopefully any smart leader does, if people are using your platform in this way, make it easier for them to do what it is that they're trying to do. And so we still want people to go on there. Like your, your question, Michael, about, you know, is it a la carte? The great thing about marketplace is no one's going to be forced to use that feature so people can still go on vampa to just find new music and connect or they can go on and try and sell their stuff through marketplace or they can distribute or they can use our publishing services the goal is to be a sort of one-stop shop for people to manage their you know for diy artists effectively and diy uh, workers in the industry to manage their career that's the end goal so josh to me it seems like the the ultimate success of a networking website, that component of, of Vamper, depends on the user base. The Correct. larger the user base, the greater the networking can be achieved. Correct. I mean, as large as LinkedIn is, still to this day, I find people that I know that are not on LinkedIn. What is Vamper doing to market Vamper 
to say, hey, managers, agents, musicians, service providers, come over here and join the networking. What are you doing to drive the growth of the users that are, are registering? Great question. Um, many, many things, as you would expect. Um, a lot of marketing that's very targeted towards quite specific groups, um, digital marketing that is, um, because it's a digital app and platform. So you don't want to, you know, billboards are useless, for example, because you can't get someone to download an app from a billboard. Um, but, you know, we do a lot of trade events um, and we get on the ground and speak to people. That's a slower way of building a big network. And we do have, as I said earlier, 1.1 million accounts at this point. So we have to consistently find efficient ways to onboard um, many people at once and not just one by one, which is how we started um, and how you grow a grassroots network ultimately. Um, but it is a combination of multiple marketing streams, um, but predominantly digital marketing. And, and as I say, very targeted lookalike. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would also, you know, add that we are now bringing on, on any given day between two and 3000 new people. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're holding on to more of them now as the app improves and the platform gets sturdier and there's more social features and reasons to come back. Um, so it's a, it's a real juggling act and it's, it's a really complicated thing. And there's a reason that no one else has owned this space since MySpace, um, really. But th the reason is, is that it's fucking hard. Like, how do you build? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I'm Jay. I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. I mean, over decades, I've heard from so many people who are like, we've got the great new networking tool for musicians come here and start using it. And I'm like, that's great. I love the features, yeah. but how are you getting the people away from LinkedIn and Facebook well, to come over here yeah, and other, take advantage of this? Yeah. So as I said before, um, Michael, the people who are later in their careers probably look at something like Vamp with a healthy level of cynicism and we don't waste a lot of money on trying to acquire them, it's hard. It's more expensive to acquire them because we have to do, work harder to convince them. Um, our thesis, and it's proving to be true now because we've been around for about six years, is that if we get people early enough in their career and, and they get use significant proper value out of the platform and we change their life, we introduce them to their first songwriting buddy or something like that, that they will come back to Vampa as their career grows. Because as we all know in music, as your career evolves, so too do your requirements. Like I remember when I was playing club shows, my requirements were I need a front of house mixer, mixer. But when I was playing arenas with Keith Urban, my requirements were I need a 3D designer who can do the, the graphics for the screen behind me. And so my requirements change. And I, sure. if, if I started with Vampa and it worked for me once upon a time, our thesis is that they will come back to Vampa because it's worked for them in the past. And we are seeing that. Like we've, we've now been around to the point that a few of our acts, quite a few of our acts have signed major record deals uh, and they're still using Vampa to source, you know, oh, we need a string player today in the studio. And so they'll, they'll hit the app. Um, so we, we work on that early group and, and know that the platform will mature and evolve over time. Yes. What, what sort of, I don't know if curation is the right word, but, um, you know, one of the things Jay and I always talk about is when a great news tool shows up, inevitably somebody's going to figure out how to game it, to take advantage of it, to abuse the system and take advantage of the other user's goodwill. Yep. So saying that, are you, do you have a mechanism in place where somebody says, hey, I networked with this person and it was a scam. You know, it was the, 
the the Spotify playlister who said, "Give me fifty bucks, and you know, I'll I'll get you a whole bunch of bot streams." I mean, stuff like that can ruin the reputation very quickly. So do you have systems in place where users can give vamper feedback and go, hey, this, this service is illegal, this service is a scam, this person lied to me? Yeah. Um, so there's, it, it's very easy to report a profile or to write to our support team and we get messages every single day. Typically um, in the past when big scams have popped up, and we've probably only had one or two in our history that are you know, significant ones, um, it's forced us to then go, how can we try and spot these in the future before people come to us and tell us? Right. Um, and the way that we do that is we now, if we detect that certain accounts are sending copy paste messages multiple times over, that will trigger in our back end a notification that allows us to review what it is. And if we see that they're asking for money or something, typically we have a zero tolerance policy. Um, and if we, you know, if we suspect that there's fraud there and we can easily tell, like you look at their IP address versus their location of where they say they are. Um, we just get rid of them and, and we don't just block their account. We do a little sneaky hack where we put them in a holding pattern. So even if they, like they, they, even if they uninstalled the app and reinstalled it, they'd be logged in and stuck at the splash screen. So they'd, they'd never be able to create a new account. So like, but it's taken us a while to, to get to the point of developing these kinds yeah. of tools. And, and you don't develop those tools out the gate, right? You develop them. No, because sure. As, as you find some, as you find somebody who gamed, yeah. not necessarily a, a defect or a bug in the system, but just found a way to get around it. No. you've got to be able to shut it yeah. down quickly. Yeah. And yeah. that's technology, right? Version 1.0, 2.0, you evolve over time. So that's what Michael brought up is kind of the negative side of it. Let's flip over to the positive side of it. You had a vision in your head of how this thing would work, but we all know that that's not how technology works. Are there some things that surprised you in a, in a good way of how people are using the platform that maybe you didn't intend? Are there people who are kind of being creative with the platform, maybe a little bit differently than you thought they were or doing things that you didn't think they were going to do? Yeah, I think I was surprised early on by how many people were using it to just discover new music. Um, that didn't really seemed to be a use case for me when we were designing it, but it's turned out to be a really valuable one. And, and the cool thing is, is because we all love music. Even if you come to Vampa to find a bass player, you might end up staying because you just like to use it for music discovery. So uh, it makes a lot of sense. The other thing um, that I find interesting is um, how many people use it, as we were saying before, to transact. Um, I really did think more people would be interested in the relationship building side. And, and, and again, that is primarily the core function of what we do. And it is still the main thing that people come for, but I didn't expect so many people to be like shilling their, shilling their stuff better, yeah. better or worse. And we, it, it can look quite tacky. I will say that, that, but if we can make it legitimate, not only is it smart for us as a business move, but it would also clean up the platform and stop people doing these spammy looking posts and they can actually, you know, properly post you know whether it's listings for services or you know sounds or loop pack or whatever um and so we're really looking forward to getting this marketplace thing out there and i think it'll just make the quality of the platform like jump 10x overnight kind of thing yeah josh before we 
have to wrap up here. Sure. Um, and again, I'm asking this to sort of give the the newer musicians an understanding of how they should use this. Mm -hmm. Is Vamper, in your opinion, the place the musician should come to post? Here's my new video. Click here to watch my new video. Here's my new iTunes. Click here to download. Go over here. You know, is it is it a is it a a musician to fan platform for marketing your new release, which as we all know, whether you're on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, so many musicians, that's all they use it for is just to unfortunately spam their new release. Is that what Vamper should be used for? Or is Vamper more for, as you were saying, building that relationship, finding the people that can help your team to do the marketing elsewhere? So I feel like it's not my job to tell people how to use technology. It's my job to give the tools and then let them use it how they're going to use it. I think in general in music, there is a problem with spam um, and it's not an effective way to get people to listen in my experience, but nevertheless, people are going to do it. So our job, like I was sort of saying before with the marketplace stuff is to make it look as elegant. I feel like as possible. And, um, try and clean up that experience if we can. People will come to Vampa and spam. If you're looking to spam to the largest number of people, you're better off doing it on TikTok. I will say that because there's just more people there. <laughs> so look, my hope is that people keep coming back to Vampa for the reason it was intended. But again, if it starts to merge into something different, um, I'm going to follow the data and the platform will evolve in that direction because that's the right thing to do. Um, I know that's a kind of, a roundabout answer and i'd love to be more direct oh no 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 yeah. i i i i totally get the answer and, and you're 100 right i mean to somewhat what jay was saying is you know you have this vision but a year down the road the users are using it in an entirely different way than what your vision was and you know as a founder you have to decide do we stick to our vision or do we sort of change our direction a little bit and and support where they're going i just want to Early on, I'd like to try and give users an idea of like, no, don't don't look at Vamper as just another Facebook band page where you just show up, drop your new uh -huh. YouTube video and then leave because you think 100,000 people are going to see it on Vamper. That's yeah. not the purpose of Vamper, right? 100% not. It's about building relationships and, and, and building your network. Um, and you don't do that by spamming. I mean, and, and, and this is, we're actually launching an education series soon, which should, a lot of it's going to be about etiquette in the music. Something, um, lost you. Sorry. There you're back. There you're back. AirPods kicked in. Um, <laughs> um, we're launching an education series about etiquette soon, but um, because it's something that's so important in the industry, but so undervalued. Um, a lot of people who do come to Vampa start shilling their stuff um, and then get reported or kicked off or temporarily banned or whatever, learn very quickly that it's not the, it's not the most effective way to build the relationships that they ultimately need to get to the next level. So um, they'll either be using the platform for the way it's intended or they'll learn the hard way and, and either do, then go on to do the right thing or realize that maybe they're in the wrong game. Yeah. 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 Josh, where can people learn more about you and about Vamper? Where should they go to kind of dig in a little bit? 
Yeah, so the website's uh, vampr.me, so it's V-A-M-P-R.me. The word, for those wondering, comes from vamping in music, which is to sort of jam together and riff around a chord or a set of chords. Um, uh, so yeah, vampr.me is where you can get all the information, read about the platform, download links to the app. Um, so you check it out. Now, we also run uh, annually um, equity crowdfunding campaigns. So our company is actually publicly owned by our users, which is really cool. Um, and so every year we open up for a few month period and allow our users to invest and it's it's how we've been able to keep our doors open and um so that we're currently at the final stages of one of those right now so you can check that out at wefunder.com vampa and that's got my backstory the history of the app how we've grown over time how things are you know moving and where we're and where we're going so um yeah Check that out too. It's a lot of reading, but it's a lot of fun. And there's a great little video explainer at the top. So, yeah. Chuck, yeah I uh, can't wait to get in there and dig in, man. Yeah. I mean, as, as we were talking here, I just downloaded and installed the app. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to, you know, as they say, kind of kick the tires and, and dig into this because anything that's got more of a focus on the music industry, I'm in favor of. Me too. Yeah. Great job, man. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Josh. Take care, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, man. Reminder, Bye-bye. if you've got a product or a service that you want to get in front of our users and our listeners, reach out to Jay or myself. We'll be happy to chat with you about yep. uh, sponsorship opportunities. Uh, Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. Definitely looking forward to uh, trying out Vamper. Like I said, I just I downloaded the app today. I will get in there, create a full blown account, and and start the networking because yeah, you know I don't know if I've said this on the show. I know I told you offline. Twenty twenty two is for me less focusing on Facebook, and I'm putting more focus on LinkedIn. Yeah, more more honest, real networking. And so far, I'm loving it. It's it's a it's a breath of fresh air to dive deep and get deeply involved into LinkedIn. I mean, you just don't have a lot of the crap. It's more focused, right? It's more focused on what yeah. we're doing and less about what somebody's political beliefs are or what they no have for breakfast. Political beliefs. There's no cat memes. There's no silly videos. There's yeah. none of that stuff on LinkedIn. Not I shouldn't say none because it pops up every once in a while, but it's not but it's like rare. Facebook where yeah. it's all that. So yeah. I'm looking I'm with forward you. to seeing if um, if Vamper can become you know another 2022 focus for me of let's get this. I like the fact they've already got a significant user base. Yeah, 1.1 million, which is yeah, great. And I love the great. analogy or the comparison that it's kind of a cross between LinkedIn and Fiverr. So you've got the networking, but you've also got some gig economy things there. Uh, it's something that we talk about this a lot. Whenever we get a platform on this podcast that solves one of our problems, that's that's a game changer for us. And it's not all the time that that happens. And we've had a few on lately that are of that uh, ilk. And this is certainly one I can see using this not only for myself and my business, but for my artists, for managers. Um, we're constantly looking at our own network. And this just expands that network. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and we've had 
we've had other services approach us where they're like, we've got a great solution here, but we look at it and it's like, you know, they've got like 5,000 users on it. There's nothing yeah. there. And, and it's sort of like, it's. Yeah, I come back when it's real. Come back when there's something that I can actually use on this, where there's some activity actually going on. So yeah. again, I love the fact Vampers already got a user base, a significant user base. I mean, and growing. You yeah. know, you can't say it's significant compared to, to Facebook, but in the music space, this is a significant yeah. platform of music-oriented users yeah. networking. Yeah, and growing too, right? A couple, growing. two to 3,000 yeah. a day or whatever it was. That's that's impressive. And I have, it makes sense to me. The more that I learn about the platform, the more I think, yeah, um, I can see how artists, managers, people like you and I, marketers could use this. Yeah, I, I would throw this out to anybody who's listening. Are you already on Vamper? How, how have you used it? What do you think of Vamper? If you've already, you know, dipped your toe into this water, what's your experience been with it? But uh, yeah. Jay and I will, you know, I pretty much guarantee you by the end of the day, we'll both be on, on band. Yeah, count so, on it. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, just a quick shout out to Bruce at Hypebot and bands in town. Thank you so much for your continued support. And uh, just a real quick reminder, if you didn't get uh, uh, see an email on this Linktree now has full bands in town integration. So not only can you put the URL to your bands in town profile as a, as a link, if they click it, it will just open up right within Linktree and display yeah, that's all great. your tour dates, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Linktree, yep. again, I can't give enough thumbs up to Linktree for the yeah. continuing in innovation of cool, useful features. Yep. Um, and of course, to our uh, sponsors, Discmakers.com and Bandzoogle.com. We appreciate everything you do. And again, real quick reminder, if you've got a product or a service that you want to get in front of our users and our listeners, reach out to Jay or myself. We'll be happy to chat with you about yep. uh, sponsorship opportunities. Um, that's it. If you are on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Please follow us on Spotify. And of course, subscribe and leave a review and a rating on iTunes. That's it. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We will see you next week.